Hello, and welcome to the Space Coast Pet Podcast, the podcast for pets and the people who love them. Now, here's your host, veterinarian Dr. Roger Welton. Greetings, pet lovers, and welcome to the Space Coast Pet Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Roger Welton, a.k.a. Dr. Roger. I am in a phenomenal mood today and actually pretty much have been the last week and a half or so. Uh, not sure if I've let all of you know, but about over, just over a month ago, my girlfriend Jill and I had to say goodbye to our beloved Kane. Kane was a mutt that Jill had adopted many years ago. He was roughly three years of age, and she that was her first dog she ever adopted. That was just hers, not her family dog. And you know that I think most of us can identify what that dog means to us. I could tell you what Kane meant to me. Jill and I started dating in early 2020 and moved in together roughly nine months after that and spending all that time together and, you know, having lived together, you know, since I want to say it's like November 2020, uh, Kane became very dear to my heart. He clung to me like he'd been, I'd been there all along and he really was just a phenomenal, phenomenal dog and my couch buddy. Uh, Jill couldn't believe how he took to me, <laughs> um, and I just I just fell in love with him. So saying goodbye was really hard, as you all know. Uh, but we we honor we honor his life and his legacy and the imprint on our hearts by by saving a life. And I am so thrilled to talk about our new baby, Alvin. <laughs> Alvin, we haven't done a DNA on him yet. We don't quite know what he is. He's about 46 pounds of just pure love. He's roughly a year of age. And uh, he was at a shelter up in up in Titusville on the northern end of, of the Space Coast. Jill found him and, unbeknownst to me, brought him home. And, um, well, it's been a love affair ever since. So... So Alvin, again, we're, we're going to do a DNA on him. Just out of curiosity, you want to know what he is. Uh, he's, he's got sort of the he's shepherd, husky, hound, maybe a little pit in him. I don't know. I don't care what he is. He's just an amazing dog. And um, in light of, of the joy he's, he's brought to our lives and, you know, getting us back to the normalcy of being a two-dog home, I want to talk about the benefits of adopting an adult dog. Alvin's roughly a year old. His predecessor, Kane, was roughly three years old. And Jill and I had really committed to not going for a puppy. And everything I'm discussing here is going to apply to kittens and adult cats as well. But really, the theme of this episode is... Number one, really consider adoption. I know we just get so glommed onto our pure breeds, and you know I'm guilty of that. I do, I do love Labrador Retrievers. You know, it's no secret if you've been listening to this program for a long time. I love Labs. <laughs> They're just—it's a breed that really suits me. I was very fortunate. My last two, I rescued, um, and and I'm gonna kind of go against the theme of this episode, which is can you know continue or uh, consider adult dogs and, and the benefits of going adult dogs or adult cats. 
Um, you know, the last my last two rescue labs were, <laughs> I fell into my lap when they were puppies. Bernie uh, was a four month old puppy. Uh, he had he had sustained a really bad fracture that uh, the owners uh, could not uh, commit to financially. It was a just a really bad fracture across his growth plate. Needed a specialist, so I agreed to have them sign the dog over to me, and I would see to paying to, uh, for the work to be done, uh, going through all the rehabilitation. At first, I had agreed to just foster the dog, you know, have the clinic cover his care, but of course. That didn't last very long. I fell in love with Bernie, and oh boy, he stayed with me till the age of fourteen. I said goodbye to him a, a couple years ago, uh, but what a success his life was. He pre, he predated my kids by two years, so they came to his life uh, into his life, um, and they had a dog right out of the gate. You know, all they knew from the beginning of life was Bernie, and he was so gentle with the kids, and the kids really grew up with him. I just adored him, and then and then Stella, my my current lab, she's uh, four years old, and and she came into my life at eight weeks of age, and um, in in her case, she had a neurological condition. The family uh, couldn't commit to the financial responsibility of not knowing where this led. I really my heart broke for them, um, and, and once again, I agreed to have the dog, the puppy signed over to the clinic. Um, when I agreed to have that done, I was not the doctor on the case. There's another doctor, and he had called me to uh, get my feedback as to whether uh, I would agree to have the puppy signed over. I said, of course, you know, let's see what we can do for that puppy. And I came in the next day, I saw the puppy, and I'm like, okay, well, we're not fostering this puppy. This puppy is mine. So I ended up having to pay for a neurologist, and uh, I couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Um, luckily, what she ended up having is very treatable, very manageable. She's not even on medication for, for several years. And she's just a big mush love. But um, so I've gone against what I'm going to talk about today, which is consider an adult animal, an adult pet, um, just because of the way things kind of played out. But I'm being true to myself right now. And and Jill and I went for this, you know, roughly one year old dog. And here's here's some of the great benefits of, of going adult. Um, you know, number one. The you know if you have it in your heart to do a, a senior dog, <clears throat> you know by all means, please these these seniors they need love. Oh God, at the shelter there was there were several that were like seven eight years old, that were just wonderful. But you know Jill and I had just gone through the heartache of of losing a pet, and you know the the thought of of having for us personally the thought of having a. Uh, an older pet that we might lose in the near future. We just couldn't bear it. So we were going young adult, you know? Um, but the, the, uh, you know, I, I, I just know many people that just extend their hearts and their homes to, to these senior pets. Cause they're just wonderful. They're, they're, you know, they're not, they're not hyperactive. You know, our little knucklehead right now, he's a big love, but, but he's a bit naughty cause he's one years old. He's a male. He was just recently neutered, so he's still a little nutty. Um, and there's training to be done, but with these senior, you know, the older adult uh, to senior age pets, boy, they're mellow, they're fun, they're very walkable, uh, very little training required, um, you know, and, and what it, if there's any human seniors out there that are listening, you know, these are just the perfect pets for for that age group because, you know, a lot of us 
as we get older, and I'm not a senior yet, but I'm, you know, I'm heading there. It's, uh, we, we lose patience as we get older. Things are just a bit harder. And, and, you know, here I'm in my, my late forties and I, um, you know, think things don't come as, as, as easily as they used to in terms of committing. (laughs) So, you know, I would say if you're a senior age person, consider that that senior age dog, but whatever the case, let's, let's talk about adult dogs, adult cats, uh, and cats, they're particularly intriguing as to why for me, uh, the next time I'm in the market for a cat, I'm, I'm going for like a, you know, three, four year old cat. And I'll explain why I'll get into cats uh, in a little bit, but this is just general things right now. Um, yeah, they, they're trained. So, so even my little knucklehead, my one-year-old, he, uh, he's pretty much trained. Uh, he, you know, he, uh, we don't know where in the world he came from. Nobody does, but apparently wherever he was, he learned potty habits. So, the only time he's tinkled a couple times in the house is he, his hormones are still very much uh, in him. He was neutered just literally two days before Jill adopted him. And so it takes like 60 to 90 days for those hormones to be fully out of him. So he's just marked a couple of times because, you know, Stella's here and uh, he, he uh, you know, he, he does what male dogs do. And unfortunately... Um, yeah, it's happened a few times, but for the most part, like his big peas, his poops, he's not pooped once in the house. And so, you know, potty training is frustrating. It's, oh, it's a struggle sometimes, uh, especially with the little guys. Uh, you know, you get, you get like a little Shih Tzu puppy or Yorkie, boy, they can be really hard to potty train. Um, and then, you know, but, but here I got this dog that, that already out of the gate, uh, you know, is, is really doing very well. And then, you know, further than that. You know, you you can. Um, they're very trainable in terms of you know the, the whole thing that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's just not true. As long as you're consistent, you can train any dog. Um, consistent, consistent, consistent. And so this guy already is falling into our routine. So our rule is, uh, we we do allow the dogs on the couch. In fact, we encourage it. We love to cuddle our dogs on the couch, but they are not allowed in bed with us. That is kind of sacrosanct to us, and we don't want shedded hair, <laughs> and we don't want uh, any any uh, you know doggy stink in bed. But couch, fair game. It's a leather couch. It's very cleanable. Um, we got we have blankets that we can you know on the couch that we can throw in the wash, and uh, you know couch is fair game. But 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 for some reason, our new boy. <laughs> He feels very, he felt very, very inclined to just jump right in bed with us. So we have, we've had to train that out of him. And God, he's already, you know, picking up on the fact that he doesn't belong there. He'll still get all excited and jump up. And then we just uh, give him a look and he's like, oh, wait a second. Right. I can't do that. And he jumps right down, you know. So um, they're, 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 they're very trainable. Um, they're they're going to be less destructive than puppies, right? Uh, you know, this this boy definitely likes to chew because right for the toys he's not chewing up our shoes you know he's got some level of maturity there where you know not everything in the house is fair game for him to 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 be a chew toy for him he's like he understands that this bucket of stuff here is is appropriate and he's already going over to pick out his toy du jour depending on the time of the day so you know th- th- these are all great benefits behavior less work um if Jill and I went for a puppy, it would be almost mean to the puppy because we are, we both work, and sometimes we work some pretty long days, and so 
uh, puppies can't hold their bowels and their urine as long as an adult can. And so they can have accidents in the crate and, you know, they're, they're, they're more, you know, hyperactive. They all have a, a, a bit of the ADHD puppies and, you know, to sit in a, a crate for eight hours, nine hours at a time uh, could be very challenging. Yet we come home and we see, of course, you know, Stella's asleep because she's deaf and she doesn't hear us come in. And she's just all content, all snuggled up in her crate. Uh, but the the puppy, or not the puppy, but the new baby, uh, who is an adult dog, you know, he's sitting there. He doesn't look frustrated. He hasn't chewed up his, his blankets in his crate. You know, he's just sitting there wagging his tail patiently waiting for us to take him out. So, you know, it, whereas a puppy, oh boy, you know, A, again, it, it's almost inhumane to, to keep them confined for that long. And there would probably be some poop or pee in the crate and, and possibly out of frustration destroy the blankets. And, you know, they ingest those shards of bl- those, those shreds of blanket. They can get obstructed. I've seen it happen. You know, it's just uh, a lot more commitment to, to do the puppy. So let's switch gears to the feline side. Um, the uh, Oh, wait, before I do that. So so here's the big, 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 big thing. So um, puppies don't really necessarily show what their ultimate adult temperament is going to be. Um, it is a socialization process that continues for in upwards of 12 months. And so the, the, the puppy's temperament uh, out of the gate may end up being the, that particular puppy as it becomes a dog may be very different from the puppy you adopted. So there could be things that come out that you maybe have little patience for. So maybe that puppy turns out to be a skittish dog uh, that, you know, is not very social or likes people. And maybe that's okay with you. Uh, That wouldn't fly with me. I'm a super social person. I have people over. You know, I would never abandon a dog over that, but at the same time, I would be very frustrated that, wow, my dog doesn't particularly like anybody but me. There are dogs like that. I see them every day, and that's okay. Uh, you know, the, the, the owners that have these dogs, they're, they're, they're fine with that because maybe they're not particularly extroverted themselves, and, and they identify with the dog, but, you know, I don't identify with that, so I wouldn't want a skittish, nervous, standoffish dog. Some dogs can become dog aggressive um, where they you know have little tolerance for other dogs in their space and that also wouldn't fly with me I like going to dog parks I like taking the dog to the beach I like uh, I love actually taking my dogs to dogtopia uh, once a week they do doggy daycare and they're in a, a big you know room with with other dogs and they're exercised all day and it really it really has been good for Stella, my lab, um, to, to, you know, to, to be in that environment. And then, you know, when we board them, because we do like to travel, uh, they get to go to Dogtopia and they are, um, you know, not in a kennel all day. They, they are in general population from, uh, I want to say, I think it's like 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. Um, you know, and they get, they get rest time in between, but for the for the greater part of the day they're 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 loose and they're interacting with other dogs and they're playing and you know we we 
we log into the webcam with our phones and we can see the dogs playing. It's it's so cool. But if I have a dog aggressive dog, sorry dog, I go away and you got a board. You can't be around other dogs. You can't be in a dogtopia environment. I can't commit to running the angst out of you um, and and uh, you know meeting the needs of, of your energy in that environment because you're going to attack every dog that comes near you. Dog aggressive dogs, it's a real thing. Um, and, and it's hard to predict. You can even see Labrador retrievers, any breed could become dog aggressive. Uh, and you know, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to it. You'll have like, you know, a, a, a dog that's been raised since puppyhood, sometimes around other dogs. And yet they still get this dog aggressive streak. I, uh, was it let's today today's thursday so two days ago i actually took in an emergency it was actually a my evening shift a, a shih tzu chihuahua mix came in with a prop toast eye its eye was basically hanging out of its socket it was attacked by its uh, housemate another dog they'd been living together for three years this had never happened uh it was feeding time and the other dog got triggered and it was a larger dog and uh, bit this dog and, and the, the scuffle and the trauma led for this eye to pop out. Thankfully, I was able to pop it back in and I sutured the eyelids close and um, it looked favorable. We're going to save the eye, but, you know, this is a future problem because once that comes out, it's hard to make that go away. In fact, the tendency tends to get worse. So dog aggressive dog doesn't work with me. This isn't a dog, aggress- dog aggression um lecture but you know the bottom line here is that you could end up having unwanted traits in your adult dog because as a puppy you were a bit fooled because the socialization process was not complete so that's one of the big benefits is you see this dog's apparent adult temperament so you know when we brought alvin home for example one of the most important things for us to do was to introduce him to stella our existing dog he didn't put up his hackles he was not over overzealous with her. He was wagging his tail and sniffing. She was a bit careful with him, uh, but she didn't. Her hackles didn't go up because he didn't give her any any bad vibes, and so that was really important. So we had our five day trial with him, and we took the full five day trial to make sure that okay, well day one it didn't happen, but will happen day three or four. He's not food aggressive, and then we've introduced him to other dogs since, and 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 he's doing great. He's super social. And I know he's going to stay this way. He's not going to change. Um, in fact, he's only going to get better even because his hormones are still raging. So this is a dog that's, for all intents and purposes, fully intact because his hormones haven't completely left him or even fully begun to. And, um, you know, I just know that that I have a good boy and he's going to be a good boy. Uh, so so keep that in mind. So cats, let's talk about cats real quick. So cats, they're, they're unique to dogs. Their socialization process can go as late as 24 months. So the ultimate adult feline's temperament is not going to be evident until they're over two years of age. So you can have a super sweet kitten, social, you know, all the things that I like in a cat. I love my male orange tabbies. Oh, they're just the, the Garfields of the world. They're big mush balls. And, you know, you you, you see the, these kitty cats and, and they're... You know, I love cats that are out among like guests that I have over and they're not hiding and, you know, they're, they're on my lap and they're social. You know, that, that's the kind of cat I like. And, and, you know, that's my preference. 
of course, you know, for those of you that, that like the Calicos or Torties that are independent minded, a little bit aloof, attention on, the, on, on their terms, not yours and not particularly social, they're often one person cats and, and you like that, that's your preference. Great. You know, that's not my preference. But um, let's say you don't particularly like the orange tabby male mush that uh, is the social butterfly. And, you know, that's what you thought you were adopting. But then later on, you know, um, or let's say you, you thought you were adopting the more aloof, independent minded, you know, kind of cat. But then later on, they're social butterflies and love everybody. And that's not your particular preference. It can go either way. Um, I had an, uh, an experience when I was in college. I adopted a male orange tabby, you know, with the expectation that he was going to be your typical Garfield. He was uh, started off that way, super sweet. We named him Stinky because he smelled really bad when we adopted him. <laughs> so, uh, college college boys, uh, <laughs> we 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 named him Stinky, and uh, it was a it was a, I don't know silly. My parents later up uh, later on ended up with Stinky when I went off to vet school, so they they didn't. Uh, quite appreciate the name but it was there and so they had to have a cat named stinky for for life uh, for his life but at any rate um stinky started off really sweet you know your typical orange tabby my god did he get mean by the time he was a year of age he didn't like to be touched he was one of those cats that can lure you into seeming to want to get pet and then you start petting him then he'd attack you um ultimately the funny thing about stinky was the person that he ended up clinging to and falling in love with was my dad. My dad could pick him up, throw him over his shoulder, but nobody else could get near Stinky. He was a mean, mean, mean. So there's an example of a kitten that on paper, orange tabby, supposed to be a sweetheart, turned out to be mean as a snake. <laughs> it's, uh, and, you know, lesson learned. So I'm going to be in the market for a cat. I'm going for a cat over two years of age. Because the adult temperament, whatever it is, that's what you get. It's not going to change. Uh, and for me, you know, I'm going to look for all the traits that I want in a cat, um, not not have those traits thrust upon me. It just makes for a more pleasant lifetime of the pet. You know, this is an investment of a lifetime, you know, and we can't take that lightly. These pets are going to be with you for years to come, hopefully we're fortunate and you want it to be the best relationship it could possibly be so it's not selfish to look for what's going to agree with you because what agrees with you as a person is going to agree with the pet the more connected you are to that pet the better their life is as well and so best to find a pet that's going to meet your meet or meet your needs because you'll in turn meet the needs of the pet here's another great example um, some people love to run with their dog and their intent is I'm adopting a dog. I want to get a dog that I can go running with. Well, you get a puppy that looks active and playful and, and then maybe after 12 months of age, you know, I don't like to run. I'm actually quite, quite a couch potato. And you, you know, this happens. Believe me. I know I'm, I'm, I'm in running groups and uh, triathlon training groups. I'm a very active person and I, I don't particularly like running with my dog because it's just a hindrance to me. Like they, they trip me up and stuff. And I don't know, to me, it's just not something I enjoy, but a lot of my, my friends and colleagues that are in these groups and are in the triathlon 
uh, local circuit, they like to run with their dogs. And I've known several that are like, you know, I got this dog. I want to take it running. And, you know, lo and behold, I, I can't go more than half a mile. And he's, you know, pulling the other way. I don't want to go home. And, uh, you know, but had they adopted a dog at, you know, two years of age, one year of age, and they tried them out and took them running and, you know, saw, saw ultimately what their uh, adult temperament and preferences are. You know, had that dog, you know, at over a year of age shown that it likes to go running with, with its owner, then that's probably going to be the case for years to come until, you know, later on they're arthritic and can't do it anymore. But but there you go. That's another case in point. That's a, that's a really prof, a prevalent one, you know, in, in my world anyway because of the people that I know, the activities that I do. So go for that adult pet. You know, um, also know the puppies. Boy, they're going to always go first because they're so cute, you know. They got they look at you with those eyes and they're adorable and, and they're gonna be the most adoptable just because people are programmed to go for those puppies. Same goes for kittens. How cute are kittens? My God. I almost wish they wouldn't grow up to be cats. They're so darn cute. <laughs> you know? Um they're they're just adorable. I mean, what what is what is more beautiful, you know, than seeing a litter of kittens? Few things, right? Um so they're gonna get adopted. Whereas your adult cats, you know, they're they're still really cute. They're not as cute as kittens. And, and so, you know, the ten, the human tendency is to go for those babies. And, and also people see the longevity of it that, okay, well, if I go for the puppy or the kitten, I'm going to have this pet for longer and not have to endure that loss until, you know, many years down the road. But the same can be true for a young adult pet. So that's my uh, episode for today. I am, again, just so tickled with my new dog. And... Um, God, there's nothing more special than coming home with that new pet and bringing them home and see them, seeing them so quickly acclimate to the, the domestic bliss that is having pets in the home. Oh, I just feel so good. So anyway, I bid you all a wonderful day. If you're in the market for a pet, consider adoption from a shelter. And if you're into pure breeds, there's pure breed rescues out there. Just look online. Petfinder.com is a great one. And consider getting an adult. All right? That's my take for today. Talk to you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.